back on Post Post Game. This is Mike Bryan's fan account, and today we are excited to bring a very special guest to do his tell-all interview. Who the heck is Tony? Let's find out. What is up, everybody? Thanks a lot for joining us here on the Post Post Game Show. This is at Beep Count. Tonight we are joined by Steve Arduini. We have Jeanette in SoCal. We have Kij in Miami. Morgan from Australia. You just heard the dulcet tones of Mike Ryan fan account. And tonight we are joined by the one, the only, Tony Kaladayud. What's up, boys and girls? It's been a long time since I've been able to say that. I almost don't even have like my wits about me when I say my own catchphrase. Can you imagine that? It's been so long. Do we need to do a pickup and, and get like a, an actual what, what's up, we boys? <clears throat> Hold on, let me get up. <clears throat> All right, here we go. What's up, boys? What is up? Tony, wow. good to see you, man. That felt better. It's great to see everybody. I was just telling you guys before the pod, it's it's funny because last time I did um, Lower After Hours, I was looking into a Zoom screen of like 75 people, and you guys have whittled it down to about seven right here in the Zoom or six or something. But, you know, you guys are now official. I, I understand as the, as the pie gets bigger and you guys, you know, start making hundreds of thousands of dollars or whatever it is you're making on this podcast now, the pie has got to get divided smaller so you guys can get a bigger chunk. I see what it is, but just make sure my check's in the mail when the show's done. Will do. That That is not going to be a problem at all. Um, I think there's more people in the shipping container now than there are on the, on the Zoom call. <laughs> real. Yeah, how, how do you fit all those people in the uh, in the shipping container now? Uh, we don't. That's the short answer. We don't. Um, it's it's a tight fit, um, and the uh, we're we're doing a good job of just trying to filter everybody in. And obviously, now that that Billy is a new father, he's not actually in the shipping container, and he's been kind of at home. Um, but it, it's it's going to take some some you know redoing of the of the studio probably at some point to to make sure everybody's in and in their spaces. But to, the short answer is we don't fit. Uh, we haven't fit for a while, probably. Will there still be room for me to sit in? Yes, there will. <laughs> right next to me. Steve, you remember exactly where I sat, right in the corner where nobody could see me. Yeah, so, that was the day of your bachelor, bachelor party, I think. Yeah, that's true. The day I was leaving. Wow, good times. That was a that was like a year, two years ago almost. Yeah, it was uh, right before the, uh, the last moss had actually happened. Yeah. December. Wow, that's crazy. So, Tony, I... Uh... I'm going to ask a question that I know is on everybody's mind and everybody's lips uh, here, especially within the Lauer After Hours community. Why the hell did you unfollow all of us, man? What? I didn't unfollow anybody. <laughs> yeah. I unf- no, no, no. Yeah. That can't be true. I'm checking my phone right now. I didn't you never followed me in the first place. So, I mean, it's all okay. right. Hold so on. I, I'm going to need post, post podcast. I'm going to need everybody's ads so I can follow them. Um, no, funny enough, I. I so in a roundabout way, I decided to take a, a little bit of a sabbatical from social media, um, obviously kind of coinciding with, with the show leaving ESPN and the things that we'll probably, <clears throat> we'll probably get into in the next 30 minutes or so. But I, uh, I just really wanted to get away from everything and just kind of recenter myself in, in a way to, to like not really be on social media and pay attention and all that, even though it's the, you know, the biggest drug and the most highly used drug of our lifetime. Um, it, it was tough to not say things and not come out and talk about certain things, but 
I don't know. I just kind of owed it to myself to, to kind of just take a step back and reevaluate things and, you know, just, just keep it real, I guess. Yeah. Being able to uh, kind of just take a step back and, and center yourself and find yourself mentally healthy is, is always key to, you know, your, your daily life and, and your daily success. Um, but I'll, I'll say that we're excited to have you back. Um, we, uh, back. we, we missed you. Um, Who's who's up there with the question, Kij? Got a question. Talk to me, Kij. Um, so speaking of like, yeah, just you right now being on hiatus from the pirate ship. Um, like one of my favorite, you know, like people in the universe, uh, the Levitard show universe, and I guess the universe in general too, uh, is Bomani, and yeah. you had a little bit of a you know experience, a little stint with him, producing. So like, how was that relationship? Especially you mentioned that where like. You know, at first it was uh, who the hell is Tony, and now you know he's relying on you. Yeah, uh, it, it was yeah. it was actually kind of funny because um, Bo is a very interesting guy. He's one of the smartest people that I've had the pleasure of working with, in the sense where just the way that you can kind of see his mind working um, in real time is really cool. And I think Dan said this a bunch is like. Bomani has an incredible ability to turn the hyper complicated into digestible pieces where it's like, oh, wow, I didn't actually really think about that, even though it's like a super uh, complex racial topic. And it's like, oh, it was that easy. I just didn't even think of it that way. So for, for me to and the way I kind of have been at least in my career is like, I like to learn from the people that I work with. And, you know, obviously I've been blessed to be able to work with Dan and Stu and Bo and down the line. I mean, I've, I've worked with a bunch of people at my time at ESPN, but um, like I try to pick up things from them and I'm um, just watching him be able to, to spin a tail and just to watch him do what he does. is incredible. So he's, he's, he's a really cool guy. And, and I'm glad to have, um, to have worked with him and met him and and connected with him and stuff and it was it was jokes and stuff because because he's he's got that drive kind of witty humor um and it, it was it was it was funny because when they told me oh you're going to be working on Pomani show i was like oh okay cool and we just kind of had that first back and forth of you know who are you again and then after that it was it was cool but working with him and gabe um on the show for i think it was like two or three months um, since I, you know, before I left was, was really cool. It was really good, a good experience. Yeah. And like, so were you just helping with the production with Gabe and whatnot or what? Like yeah, I was working on social assets. I was working on, um, production. I was working on just kind of the little ins and outs. Um, Gabe is, Gabe is a masterful producer. He is, um, very detail oriented, which is something growing up, you know, production wise, really learning from what we do in the shipping container and what we do on the show, it is completely different from the way that other people prepare for podcasts and prepare for radio shows. Like Gabe has everything written down in an outline. It's prepared by section A, B, C, D, section two, A, B, C, D. Like the show is already planned out before, mm -hmm. before something happens and Bo has the ability to just riff off of certain things. And, you know, they obviously have like built-in segments and stuff like that but Gabe is a masterful producer when it comes to organizational skills. And that's something that I was able to pick up from him 
um, and, and that I'll be taking with me too once you know we start producing and doing a bunch of other stuff as uh, as Metal Arc grows. So it was it was an awesome experience um, through and through to to be able to work with Gabe and Bo, and you know they're doing a lot of great stuff on that podcast, and the numbers are backing it up. They're they're kicking ass right now. Um, they have been for the past year, so I wish them nothing but the best. And they're you know really good dudes, and it's just it's just cool to be able to to see different workflows, and you know it's like you going to a job or somebody, let's say somebody in a company that you work for that has uh, maybe the same job title as you, but they have a different way of doing things and you're just learning shit that you would have never really thought of unless you were in that position. So that's good. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, uh, I would love to talk to Gabe and, you know, maybe at one point, Bomani, if you can kind of give us a good word to for them. Sure. I'll you. text, I'll text Gabe and let him know that the Lauer After Hours team wants, wants him to be a part of the show. Hell yeah. I appreciate it, man. I'm already producing for you guys. <laughs> yeah, we we've been trying to get Gabe and uh, and Bomani on the show. I mean, since what August of last year. So, yeah, both's gonna be tough. I I can I can yeah. see if I can work on Gabe for you guys. That'd be awesome, Steve. Yeah, so not to get too vague or uh, get, it's obviously say what you can and can't say, but just kind of these last six months. Mm -hmm. um, were you still relate doing anything with the show, kind of in the background? Were you? Uh, was it, I assume it was kind of just waiting for a contract to expire if you'd be able to leave, just whatever you can kind of tell us about your relationship with the show these last six months. Um, yeah, uh, my uh, my relationship with the show has been steadfast. Um, funny thing is, and one of the reasons why I took to stop tweeting and you know checking my mentions less and less throughout the last six months and just kind of putting out like, I don't know, like, 10 or so tweets in six months was just because I kept getting an influx of, Hey, why didn't you go with them? Like you didn't have the guts to jump ship and things like that. And obviously it's funny when you hear people assume why it is that you did or did not do something. And um, instead of, you know, punching down and trying to figure out what to say to trolls or whatever, I was just like, you know what, let me just, let me just not. Um, I've been, I've been involved with the show for the last two years and that, never wavered. Um, I could say it that way, like nothing, nothing changed throughout the last six months, other than the ability for me to, to, to show my face on camera. Um, I was, I had taken, you know, a relatively large backseat because of some of the contract situations, but, um, I, I was as much a part of the show as I had been before minus, you know, the, uh, the obvious. So I'll say that. And now that I'm, now that I'm back in, um, I'm taking a, a little bit of a different role than what I did prior. Um, and I, I think that's going to allow you guys to get a lot more visibility to the show. And there's going to be a lot of cool dynamics coming out that I'm going to be spearheading um, outside of just what the show entails. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of cool stuff coming from the outside of what the show universe is so I'll, I'll leave it at that and leave a little teaser for you guys awesome we appreciate it and uh i think speak for everybody welcome back thank you yeah it's it's great to be back it was it was awesome just to be in the studio again for the the 24-hour marathon just like seeing everybody and hanging out and stuff it was just it's it's like when you you know when you either go away to college or you leave you know the the city you were born in, and then you come back and you see all your old friends and you kind of kick it off like nothing ever changed that's what it was. So, and obviously we, you know, we've been in contact for the last six months. So it wasn't like there was a drop off of any sort. 
Yeah, we might have. There might have been one instance where we might have seen you in a Zoom call on on an Instagram story. (laughs) 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 Maybe the story didn't stay up for long. I can neither neither confirm nor deny my involvement. It might have been yesterday. You don't know. (laughs) A lot lot of lookalikes out there, you know. Yeah, a lot of people. I mean, I don't know. Tony, Billy, same same person. If if you if you didn't see the shoes and you wouldn't know it was Tony. So if the exactly. guy wasn't wearing some fly kicks, probably wasn't Tony. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, I'm just trying to bring bring my part of swag back into uh Mike does a good job of of keeping the swag level up, but I gotta, you know, get in there and, and get the other side of it so we can. You do have out. some competition now. Like Kate With Fagan's bring, Kate Fagan's bringing fire. Yes, she is, but she's not a member of the shipping container, which is where no, I can not, at least no. hold my, you know my my yeah, crew together but I, yeah I, she I, has she has yeah a lot of heat a lot of heat yeah, she, the one thing i will say though it's a lot easier to get really nice shoes at a less expensive price when your shoe size is smaller yeah when when you're you're going after women's pairs or pairs that are smaller the pricing is just different like i wear size 13 and the higher the the higher men's sizes sometimes end up being you know more than um, yeah. yeah um as somebody who has larger feet for a woman it is very difficult and she recommended a pair for us that she liked and so i went on to stock x and in my size they were like four hundred dollars which ones were those oh uh, they were maya moore jordan ones i think okay yeah they were, re- they were really pretty um they weren't my weren't my kind of colorway but i went to have a look and i was like oh no hmm. no yeah, but, um, and four hundred is actually decent for a pair of Jordan ones. Like Jordan ones are exploding in in price, which is unfortunate. Uh, I got some new ones. Um, this is the first, their first day out. Jeanette has Let me seen take them. A look. Let's see. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. We're, we're we're still doing video too, so you're good. Okay. I see you. The tur like turquoise and black black toe turquoise joints. I like them. Yeah, so that colorway is called Tropical Twist. Yeah, they had they actually had some Tropical Twist lows that came out for big kids. I saw them yeah. in the sneakers. Yeah, so there was lows initially, and these came out on Friday. So I'm into them. This is my first Jordan ones, so uh, nice. I might have been might have been influenced by Kate, maybe. What's <laughs> a good influence? Jordan ones, I, to me, is probably one of my favorite silhouettes of the Jordans. I, I love the threes, I love the fours, and I love the ones. So those yeah. are kind of. I like wasn't my sure top if three. I could pull off the like a, a mid or a high, previously, but I'm just got leaning into it now. Hmm. Shoe talk. All right. Oh, I think I'm doing. I think I'm doing another podcast. I'm doing like a a, wa- a car wash. What we used to call it in Bristol, one like a actor, a celebrity, athlete, or whatever would go to Bristol and they do every single show, like run the gamut of all the shows at ESPN. I think I'm running through all of the fan spinoff podcast this week i'm on this the sneaker podcast tomorrow i believe or tuesday whenever this comes out and then i'm on another podcast on thursday so i'm i'm making the rounds i'm, I'm making sure that everybody can can get a piece of me because you guys you know make everything what it is so i want to make sure that i'm always available for you guys so you the people's champ for nothing <laughs> <laughs> awesome uh jeanette you had a question Wait, what, what was the stew joke? He said he would love a piece of me, which is also yeah. true. 
as you can tell from if you've listened to today's episode, Monday's episode, um, there's already been like three or four uh, inappropriate comments, possibly. And we still don't have an HR team, so I'm I'm still watching my back. Tony, I think you're hotter than a pepper. Tony, I have the same relationship with. I have the same relationship with one of the guys that couldn't be here tonight, uh, Flem and M. And yeah, yeah Flem. I, don't know, I, don't but... I can't believe Flem didn't didn't actually show up for for my appearances. I'm actually kind of upset. He, he got the front of Keisha's house. Grandma, <laughs> <laughs> he's making yeah. making sure. <laughs> he's actually right outside my window right now. <laughs> In this fight, <laughs> oh god, I don't even want to know. We don't need I don't Keisha's house one. <laughs> cheaper so tony my question was uh, as someone that i think watched about 21 of the 24 hours mm-hmm. um of free of freedom mm-hmm. uh one of my favorite parts was when ron brought in the animals and everyone's reaction to them and how something as small as a toad to something as large as a boa constrictor can elicit the same fear reaction amongst yeah. a group of people so which one of those three creatures scared you the most and which one were you were you just like oh this is really cute and you didn't mind being like close to it i don't do snakes i'm like indiana jones in that sense like anything but snakes right um frogs and toads like they're whatever like i don't really I don't really get bothered by that. The owl is actually pretty cool. I'm, I'm fascinated by owls. So um, that one wasn't as scary. Um, but yeah, the, the hundred pound boa constrictor was problematic to say the least. And especially when it started wrapping around Ron's neck, which was not cool. And like he was physically laboring to get words out to try and lift it. And it's, it's literally a hundred pound snake. So like it is huge. The girth of it was like this wide. It was enormous. So I was not in the room when he pulled it out. I went back to the back area where we were editing and, and cutting up video and all that stuff. So I did not, I was not anywhere near it. So I, I do not do snakes. I just, that's my one thing. It's like I'll, any animal is cool except snakes. So um, is it true that he had backup from Zoo Miami in case yeah. something went wrong? Yeah, there was a lady there with him that oh. just in case, because we, because in Florida, I don't know if it's if it's a government thing in Florida or if it's a federal law that's been passed down wildlife or whatever, but you can't touch those pythons. Like Ron was the only person that could touch one of those pythons like those. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jeanette was flexing on, on one of her pythons. Um, yeah, so you, you can't touch the python. So even if the boa constrictor would have wrapped around Ron's neck and, and tried to kill him, like we wouldn't have physically been able to touch him for fear of uh prosecution yeah prosecution retribution from the state um but yeah he had a lady there that was um that was part of zoo miami that was able to to step in just in case anything was wrong but they were having trouble putting the snake back in the bag the snake didn't want to go in the bag so they were trying to like put it back in. all it is is like almost a laundry bag that they Mm -hmm. tie on top and then they put them in a cage which i feel is a little cruel and and unreasonable but it's a snake so i have whatever yeah, my watching of cartoons says it should have been a woven basket for the snake. Yeah, it would have had to have been like six feet tall, though, because it was like it, it must have been at least 10 feet tall, like long and 100 pounds at least because Ron Ron is like a healthy six foot six and the snake was like almost double his size. 
So it was a it was a really big snake. So that that's the one that I was just like, nah, I'm good. We'll see one then, snake, you've seen them all. <laughs> yeah, Apparently. I agree. <laughs> and my final question is, can you round off how much alcohol you consumed in that 24-hour period? <laughs> Funny enough, um, I had, I had one, I had one uh, pouring serving of some scotch that roy had just maybe this much not even <laughs> like that much um i actually did more of my drinking and it wasn't that much because i was tired but um so the, it started friday the tw- uh, 12 noon on friday and then ended noon on saturday i went home i took like a three and a half hour nap and then i ended up going out and staying out till like six o'clock in the morning the next that next day so i drank more then than i did during the 24 hours but the the rumors were true uh, with Amin and Zach Harper and them. They were uh, they were getting after it pretty well. Um, how would you have rated that that scotch you had from Roy? Was it good or? It was. I'm trying to remember what the what the brand was. Um, you, know, you should know. It, it was a Glimmerage. Yes, I know it that was because I I got it for Roy. Oh, I, well. Uh, yeah, I made a mission with uh, John from Miami. We went to the Clevelander, you know, hung out with Uncle Scotchy for a bit. Yeah. And he mentioned that, you know, Roy was, you know, wanting some whiskey. And so we called him down to the bar because apparently y'all didn't have very good alcohol service except for, you know, the bottles y'all brought. Uh, and the bottles that were brought were brought by me and Zach Harper. That was and, and Dan's tequila, right? <laughs> well, yeah, but nobody can touch that. That's that's good. <laughs> it's holy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As you can see, like in the videos and stuff, it's like, I don't know, like, like two feet off the table. Um, but yeah, dude, wow, that's crazy. I didn't, I didn't know. Yeah, it was, it was good. It was good. Yeah, I also yeah. drank it at uh, right before the Greg Cody show featuring Greg Cody. So that was what four in the morning. Amazing. Um, I did have an obscene amount of cafecito, which was keeping me up. And I, I didn't. I can, you know, probably report I didn't sleep not one iota, not one second. Um, during the 24 hours, I was up the I'll entire time. I'll have to time. add you to the list. I'll yeah. add you to the list. Yeah. It, it was Mark and Roy didn't sleep. Is that correct? Correct. Uh, Roy, so Roy took a shower and changed, and so did Mike. I stayed in the same clothes for all 24 hours. No change. I, I, I stayed up for the 24 hours, but I did shower. Um, mm. And I think, like, there was a period where I thought Zach Harper might die mid Cinepope. <laughs> and... And then, like, it was magical. He had this miraculous, like, he got through it. Like, you mm. know, that point where you get to in a marathon, mm-hmm. he pushed through. And I sent him a DM and I was like, I really thought you were going to die, man. Like, you really <laughs> did hang tough. And, and, like, he was good then. And even to me, like, they they found a new level, and which I didn't I didn't even think, I mean, would be alive because Dan was fucking mad at him. Yeah, he was. Yeah. <laughs> right, after the, right after he yelled about the snake's dick. Yeah, that that was uh <laughs> quality. Yeah, yeah, that was funny. That was funny. Who was Dan more mad at, Amin or Stu Gotts after that stupidity segment? <laughs> um Stu has Stu has an incredible way of being able to turn an L into a W. And even if stupidity was um, there, there were some things that fell through on the back end that, that he was excited about. And just because of some scheduling issues with some of the guests, like it ended up not happening. But 
um, yeah, they were, I'll say Dan was equally as, um, as unhappy with both of them, I think equally. So it was just different, <laughs> different, uh, different sets of, of, of mad, you know, with Stu, it's different because he's, he's been with Stu for 20 years and he probably already knew that was coming. And then he's been with the for a couple and he probably knew that was coming too. So he probably knew both. Morgan, you had a, you had a question. Um, it was very inappropriate. I probably now that I've had time to think about it. <laughs> I was gonna say, have you ever had problem getting snake trouble getting snake back in the bag? Seems like a very difficult task. It, it is. I I mean I wouldn't know, but I I'd, I'd assume so. I'd assume so. I, I I thought that I liked this. I liked the snake. Huh? If I had been there, I would have wanted to touch it. But prosecution and stuff. You would have been um, jailed immediately. Yeah, that's all right. Immediately, it, it, yeah, but instantly. Now, because I'm foreign. Uh, uh, maybe now, yeah. Before, not so much. <laughs> she has diplomatic <laughs> immunity. Is that what that? Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Jeez. I, I work for the Australian government. Oh well, sort of. Sort of. Okay. Let's I see think, how. I think that qualifies. Yeah. Sure. Why not? She's our foreign correspondent. Murph, what do you? All got? right. So what was your, the number one thing you were, you were looking forward to whenever you knew you were going to be like jumping back on ship soon or like just coming back on? Um, and how much PTO do you have in one year? Unlimited. Wow. Yeah. Unlimited PTO. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Um, wow. The, the thing that I was most looking forward to was probably the camaraderie with the team. Um, I love my, my team at ESPN. They've been with me through thick and thin and, and I really grew up at ESPN um, to, to become the person I am today, like professionally and personally. And I love them and, and nothing would change, but the bond that, you know, we had in the shipping container with Mike and Roy and Billy and Chris and now Witty and Jessica as, as they start, you know, acclimating to be part of the team and, learning people's ins and outs and stuff like that that to me was was a really special time that we that we shared you know since i had gotten on the show and it felt like a lot of people started to find their voice um almost independent of the show and i thought that was really cool and i was there to kind of witness um mystery crate really taking off and people being able to to play in that sandbox and and do a lot of cool stuff so i was i was missing just talking shit with the guys and and just being able to, you know, just laugh and joke around and stuff. And that's, that's what really drew me in as, as a kid in Miami, listening to Dan and Stu, um, just having fun on the radio is such a foreign, such a foreign thing to me, because like, I don't know, back in the early 2000s, like everything was still stuffy and very like, I don't know, let's talk about the left guard for the dolphins. And it was like really boring. And all of a sudden that they came out and I was always like, well, like if I get there, I'll make it, you know, and now that I, that I've been there and done that and, and have a chance to come back and be part of the, of the team, you know, and the legacy of, of turning that, that idea, that concept that Dan and Stu had all those years back and now being part of that crew is, is just really cool. So that's, that's the one thing that I was looking forward to the most. But you actually just recently did this like really hard hitting journalism. I forgot with exactly with which exact athlete. 
Tyrone Woodley, um, welterweight champion of the world one time in the UFC, um, one of the baddest men on the planet. Um, Yeah, hard-hitting journalism that my parents paid a lot of money for. So I guess I'm going to return that question to you. What is your second favorite color? My second favorite color um, is probably... uh, Wow, that's tough. Um, I really like mint. I love mint. That's my second favorite color. My I don't have my my Apple Watch on right now, but my my Apple Watch face has the time in a, in a mint green. I'm a big fan of mint. And what's your first favorite color then? Black. Mm. 99% of my wardrobe is black. If you ever see me out somewhere, I'm wearing black. Like that's just what I wear. I don't know. Except today I'm wearing a gray shirt. <laughs> but everything else. Great choices. <laughs> so yeah, I'd say mint is my second favorite color and black is my first favorite color. But yeah, Tyrone Wood, funny enough, standing in front of Tyrone Woodley, it really put me in a mindset of what if I was locked into a cage with this guy and I'm 6'4", I'm 220 pounds, and he's all of maybe 5'9", 195, let's say. But it's like being in front of that person who could probably knock your head off with, with a punch is is intimidating and cool at the same time. And Jake Paul, a lot bigger in person than he looks on screen. I'll say that too. Seems like a big guy. I would he, not. Yeah, he is. He's, he's a big guy. Him and his brother are bigger than they appear on on YouTube or whatever they're on. I believe. I believe it. <laughs> uh, Steve, you had another question. Yeah. So, when you guys are back at ESPN, um, I I watched a lot more than I actually listened. I love like the visual aspect and feel like you get a lot more jokes when you can actually see what's going on. So now, like with that, the whole YouTube stream, is this something that every day or wherever you guys are on is going to be a live, like a way to watch live now? Like just seeing live polls during that was like, I usually see it and then I listen four hours later. It kind of changed the aspect of the show. So is there going to be kind of more of a, a live aspect, especially visually moving forward? Yeah, there will be. Um, that's one of the tasks that I'm that I'm taking on spearheading um, as part of my new position with the company is really tackling the visual elements that we're going to be working with. And if you guys like, you know, the man on the street stuff that Chris and I did, or like going out to Tyrone Woodley versus Jake Paul's uh, face off, that's something that I really think is um, the next evolution stuff that I've been talking to Dan and the higher ups about at Metal Arc is, is really breaking down that wall of, of digital video production outside of the show, you know, like, having the clips and stuff from the show reposted on social is really cool. Um, but I think everybody really saw the value of having boots on the ground live, you know, putting out content that's, that's produced, that's edited, that's made to feel different than what the show is. And I think that's, that's kind of the next frontier for us as far as, as, as we move forward, um, obviously still killing podcasting, still doing all that stuff, but the live element of the show is going to be coming back um, soon working on i'm getting to it and then um also uh digital video things that that are going to be really really cool um there's certain companies other media companies that do a really good job of of producing video and producing content outside of their podcasts and outside of their shows um and i really want to emulate that and, and get a lot of our characters out doing stuff that they care about doing which in turn will will really draw you guys in because if somebody really cares about what it is that they're doing, um, 
it really reverberates and, and comes off the screen and, and makes people pay attention. So that's in a, in a long answer. Yes, live will be coming back. Um, digital videos will, will be starting to appear on YouTube on certain places and, and we're going to have a lot of fun. With, so with the live aspect, is, there, is it going to be able to kind of like play, uh, play music again, rejoins, or has that been decided? That So that, I think, died, unfortunately, with um, with the radio show not being a thing anymore. Um, there's, certain, there's certain laws around playing commercial music on podcasts um, without having the right or paying an exorbitant fee to have that. Um, because of the fact that the show is so big and there's, you know, tens of millions of downloads, it's it's really easy for somebody to say, oh, damn, that's my song being replayed 12 million times. You know, it, it, it starts it starts becoming a little bit of a of a legal issue. So, no, there's there's not going to be any any music, um, even having some of the show songs, as, as you hear, we've gotten further and further away from the from the show songs of yesteryear that were made with commercial music and now starting obviously with like Yeti and Streeter and Flem and all these guys that are doing the show songs that are original pieces. Um, that's stuff that's probably going to be a lot more um, probable going forward. The rejoins is tough just because we're not coming back from anything, right? Like the, the, the show is a podcast now, so there's no commercial breaks, you know, luckily for you guys, you can just listen through the whole thing and not have to get it segmented out. Um, I, I'm going to be trying to work on seeing if we can get some of the live flashbacks that used to appear on TV before the rejoins, trying to get those incorporated somehow into the into the live element of the broadcast. So I'll be working on that for sure. Awesome. Yeah, those uh, those video, videos you guys did on the street were awesome during the uh, freedom. So great job with that. Thank you. Yeah, I, I thought that was going to be fun. And it was it was it was interesting. <laughs> Yeah, Tony, I'm going to have a couple of questions for you offline about some video stuff. Um, for sure. But we'll keep it rolling right now with uh, Jeanette. You got another question? Talk to me. Yeah, it's more of a observation um, on on your behalf. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you noticed how much better Mina's impersonation of the witch was on Friday. It got a lot better. Yes, and that credit goes to Morgan from Australia. Really? She, Why is that? She, they have been working on the back end, building Mina's confidence and excellence in impersonations and accents. So <laughs> for everybody wondering how this like turnaround happened, it's all Morgan. So Okay, so can we elaborate? Can we elaborate on that for a second? Well, we can't give away all the trade secrets. That would be up to Morgan if she wants to do that. Uh-huh. You know, it Morgan, I don't want to speak well, for you, so please I, take yeah, the take stage. I, pr I appreciate that you bringing it to everyone's attention. I did have a chat to Mina and just advised her that every accent of hers wasn't Australian, even though she thought she was using Australian accents. <laughs> um, I've actually, as much as I will take a little bit of credit, I think Mayor of East Town should take some too, because she really got much better doing the Delco accent. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, she didn't teach me how to use a microphone and not <laughs> cop into it. That's a fine, I guess. Um, but my friend Mina, we're, we're good friends. She's sending me right. a hat. Um, yeah, I just uh, gave her some pointers and she was so good. Like I I made a actual squealing pop when I heard <laughs> the witch. She did a really good job. She did she a really good job. She was so good. 
And that's something that, that we had had in the works um, for a little bit. And we knew that everybody was going to like having that wrinkle brought back. Was anybody surprised that that happened? Or were you like looking around saying, okay, is the realm, Royce realm's on, but like, we know that Mina can't come on, like what's going on? Or everybody kind of knew like, oh, if they're doing it, like she's on. Comments, but so was Pablo and Izzy, and I saw June Lee as well. Shout out June Lee, my boy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I I was trying to talk to him. Oh well, I said that he was there, and then he's like, "I'm not the real June Lee." I'm like, "Yeah, I think you are." Um, <laughs> <laughs> June got, Lee, friend of the show. Friend yeah, of the yeah uh, late night Lorenzo was in there for a long time talking to himself. Zoe is my boy. <laughs> he's just, whatever you guys think of Zoe, he's he's awesome. Uh, my hero. We, we couldn't love him more. We could not love him more. He Good. has derailed every second of our podcast, but Good. we love him. Anyway, yeah, so she'd been spotted in the YouTube comments, and I thought, like, I I wanted to think that maybe there'd be a surprise. Maybe somebody would, would appear within 24 hours. And then when Roy's Realm, like, started, I was like, maybe this is it. And then I heard a voice and squealed. He's great. It's awesome. Me, I work with Mina, too. Um I had worked with her before, but in the in the last six months of, of ESPN, I was working with her a good bit, and um, and she's awesome. Um, just literally the same person that you see on TV, she is off air, and and it's it's rare. Um, a lot of the people that we work with have that quality, and I think that's what makes it so cool to work with them. Um, at least people in the Levitar and Friends universe, because I know people that I've worked with growing up through this industry that portray one thing on TV or radio or podcast and what have you, and then off air, totally different people. Um, so it's cool to have that continuity of, Hey, this is who I am. And that's why people like me because I'm, I'm real, you know, like, and that's, and that's yeah. something that people can tell, like, obviously you that's guys something know that we can vouch for because exactly. like, in the last year we have spoken to and done interviews with like so many, um, so many ESPN or Meadowlark talent who have been nothing but kind yeah. and supportive and gracious with their time and just so wonderful to us. And there's a reason why all these people are together. Yeah, because absolutely. It was, it was a glue that, that sticks you together. And something that Jamel said was that was interesting. It's like, I just want to do cool shit with my friends. And that's what we've kind of done. Like what you guys are doing, right? Like you're, you're inner you guys all have the common thread of loving a show that all of a sudden now loves you back. Right. Like, isn't that, isn't that kind of a cool thing where everybody can say like, wow, I, I, I've been listening to the show for X amount of years, but now like I almost feel part of it because of the fact that like everybody that I admire and I watch and I listen to is all of a sudden returning the favor. And I thought, I thought that was a cool thing. We had, we had three of our hats appear on the freedom. Yeah, I'm, I'm upset. I didn't get. Um, I'm upset. I didn't get a the four Yankees hat, um, the ALS hat. I'm, I'm upset. I didn't get that one. There's a couple other ones that I didn't receive either. So I'm still waiting on all those. And well, I think those that's Lou. I think that's Lou and Sales. Yep, those are still available on our uh, on our site shop. Also, not afterhours.com. Also, he was here the first time, and now we're not here anymore. So uh, he's on holiday this week, unfortunately. Uh, come on. He, we've we've worked into the bone welding hats for the last year, so we've given him some time off. Mm, um, I do sure. have one more question. Sure. Um, so, with the return of live and the return of video, seven eight six four five six four eight three seven. <laughs> in the return for that, um, I'm asking for a friend. Maybe, maybe, maybe. 
Um, we there's a, a couple things that need to be worked out first, but that's definitely something that that is on the horizon that we got to kind of figure that out. So maybe what if you're not, solid, what if you're not calling from the area? Do you have to dial a one first? I, I guess so. Is that okay. still a thing? Yeah, I was only asking for a friend. Like I've I've got the bat phone number, so I don't need to call that number. That is true. You do. I remember that. You do have the and I've and I've never used it inappropriately except when I crashed the Twitch. I have to see. I have to see if it still works. Like, because I know the phones have been having some issues, but I don't know if the bat line is still is still a thing. Fixed line five yet? No, probably not. It has to stay the firecracker line. Yeah, I haven't heard it, but I'm sure it has. For the sake of nostalgia, it has to stay the firecracker. Yeah, that's that's true. That's true. Should I try and call the bat phone now? Uh, yeah. See, I mean, nobody's there, but at least we'll know if it rings. See if it rings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's check it. The toad might answer. Or worse to think. <laughs> Tony, I have a theory on Mina. Okay. Can you confirm or deny, on a scale of one to ten, how competitive she is? Um, hmm. I, so from personal experience, I can neither confirm nor deny on her competitive nature. I know that, that there's been rumors out there that she is highly competitive. Um, in all of our interactions, we haven't had to compete in anything, which I guess has been good. Um, so I, I can neither confirm nor deny. Honestly, truthfully, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I was gonna go a full ten there. She's like, you know, Steph Curry, babyface assassin. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you would probably know better. You guys have had, oh, it seems like more interactions with her than I have. And even though I work with her, you guys have been hanging out quality time like friends. So I mean, that's a different level of hanging out. Like you, the the person you hang out with at work isn't always necessarily who you hang out with outside of work. But you guys hang out outside of work, so I mean, yeah, like there are levels. Does she best friends? Friend? No, yeah. it's my friend. Exactly. Like I don't even know if she follows me on Twitter, which is sad. But... Does her mom follow you? No. Oh, no. Again, I'm not that important. But... <laughs> well, Tony, you are important to us, so we want to thank you so very much for taking time out of your busy life and joining us tonight. Um, it, it's been an honor to, to have you back on, man. Yeah, it's been awesome to to hang out with you guys. I can't believe it's already over. It's it. I thought like, this was like a. Tony, Tony was our first, wasn't he? He was our first from the shipping container. He, yeah, he was our very our first, first from the shipping, from the shipping container. container. And actually, and it's almost you're been back exactly on Friday, a year. and you're here yes. already. Yes, like, yes, that's so true. I mean, you know, I gotta I gotta show respect where it's due. You guys are you guys are a one, um, across the board as far as fan. And, and I don't remember who it was. I think it was maybe Kevin Steve who asked what I missed most. Or, or what I looked forward to most of, of coming back. And another thing, um, and I, I probably everybody says this, but I, I genuinely mean it. Um, just like being able to uh, talk to and connect with and, and just mess around with the fans of this show was also something that I was really looking forward to as well, because you guys are awesome and really make the show what it is and made, you know, all of the things that we ended up doing leaving ESPN worthwhile because of the fact that you were able to to really support us in, in an outstanding way. And I know Dan's been very vocal um, in the last couple of shows and obviously crying in the first two minutes of freedom 
about you know how how much it's been real to him like the support of the fans and like that's something that throughout wherever i end up wherever and that's a fine on my bed that's two dollars who do i owe i'll take um, it you can you can donate it to imals okay perfect um the the fact that you know you guys do your part and, and listen and, and really just believe in what it is that we do wherever i end up in this crazy world of of media like that's something that i always want to be able to to look back and like always talk to people always give time to people that are that are supporting us and that's why i why, that's why i do all these things because i, I just really feel that connection with you guys because i i once was you guys which is why it, it makes me always want to give back because i i know i, I have that that you know common denominator with you so I, it's awesome for 24 that. hours because yeah. like we 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 feel what you give us like <laughs> we're we can only reflect we're a reflection of what you're giving us yeah and so you gave us 24 hours we gave you 24 hours and that being said feel free to skip out the other fan podcast so we're fine with that <laughs> <laughs> I, I i think jeanette's on one of them so i have to uh... yeah i'm oh, talking to tony tomorrow yeah no, I was gonna say, <laughs> talking I to... to him tomorrow <laughs> he's included the other ones Oh, the other ones. All right. <laughs> oh, I'm in the I'm in the family umbrella, right? Yeah, okay. you can you're, send you're our love to the tree. other ones. Wait, we don't need to punch down, Steve. Jesus. <laughs> hey, you guys are on blue wire. What does it matter? All right. Well, again, uh, this has been at uh, Beep Count on Twitter. Joined once again by Steve Arduini. We have Jeanette in SoCal. We have Kish in Miami. Morgan from Australia. Murr from the woods. Thanks a lot for uh, for catching us here on the Post Post Game Show. See you next time. Thank you, Tony. Thank you, Tony. Thank you, Tony. The hell is Tony? Thanks for listening to this episode of Lower After Hours. You can always reach us on Twitter at Lower After Hours or Instagram at Lower After Hours. We're available wherever you get podcasts, so don't forget to download, subscribe, review, and rate five stars.